Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I'm going to tell you something. Um, it looks like we have a little bit of a lag. It looks like we have a little bit of a lag. It's okay. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to get it fixed. Let me see what's going on here. I am not 100% sure uh, what we have going on. Guys, if you have a lag on your side, let me know. So, I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but nevertheless, it's never a dull moment at AYS. We do have a good show in store for you tonight. LSU advances to the Super Regionals. We will talk about that. Hashtag Ask Blake with Football Talk. We will. Have, this probably will be a little bit of a newsy show tonight. A little bit of a newsy show tonight. But that's what we do. That's exactly what we do. So it's going to be extremely fun to see uh, what comes out tonight. Uh, our good friend, Mr. Rudy Reyes, CBS 47. I mean, the guys everywhere, Rudy Dog, uh, the RudeDogShow.com. He's going to be joining us around 720-ish. Um, so we'll have him in about 16 minutes. will be really fun to, uh, to cut up with Rudy and have a good time. Okay, everybody's saying um, – no, everybody says there's no lag. Okay, no lag here in northwestern Tennessee, says Nookie. Okay, so we're good. We are good. Uh, and Okay, so good, so good. Yeah, so to give you an idea, when I see the screen, it says that we have 15 people, but then I look on YouTube and Facebook, it says we have 218. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if we have a lag uh, on our side on that one. So I don't know what's going on there, but we should – be good. But Rudy Reyes is going to be joining us in about 16 minutes. It's going to be a really good time. Um, Tennessee fans are all in their feelings. They're getting a little butt hurt right now. Really butt hurt. Going out, the major uh, news a- uh, outlet 
and Tennessee and Knoxville's attacking AYS? Of course they are. It's what we do. <laughs> we will talk about that uh, as well. But before we get started, guys, we do have to pay some bills around this thing, uh, but we do have to get to some comments too. Um, let's see. Call the Cat Dunces. We're coming and we ain't backing down. That is true. That is 100% true. Uh, the comments aren't coming through. That's the problem. Um, so I'm not going to be able to, unless it comes up here, for some reason, um, the comments aren't pulling up. We're going to be fine. So we're not going to be able to bring the comments up right here on the screen as we normally do. We'll fix that. We'll fix that. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and we'll get to all of your comments here shortly. None better than our good friends over at GM Varnado & Sons. GM Varnado & Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge over area for 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Drivetrain repair, motorhome chassis, RV repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give us a call at two two. Give them a call at two two five six six four nine 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 two. That's two two five six six four nine 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 two. And tell them your good friend, Mister Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, in the month of June, it is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action. BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball, hockey playoffs, baseball, and marquee matchups, prop bets, future bets, parlays, none better than our good friends over at BetOnline.ag is the hottest, latest and hottest way for you to make all those mobile uh, bets online. So before you get the next tip-off, face-off, pitch head, go over to Bet. Uh, betonline.ag.com that or betonline.ag that's betonline.ag. I'm struggling tonight, y'all. I'm struggling tonight. This is why I tell you guys I need to hire a producer. I see all the comments in Facebook. We'll continue to monitor. We'll continue to monitor. I want to start off here because I've been getting all of these questions and uh tonight or today in reference to Kevin O'Sullivan. Um. The the Florida head baseball coach. So let me let me start off with this. I mean, it's been it's been going on all day. This is what I can tell you about Kevin O'Sullivan. Um, for the last two weeks, I've told you that no deal has been done or struck. Really, about two and a half, three. No deal has been struck with Kevin O'Sullivan, the Florida head coach. No deal was ever struck with Kevin O'Sullivan uh, as the next head coach for LSU. I can tell you that right now. Um, there are some reports, uh, and and look. I'm not going to say one source is right, one source is wrong. I'm just going to go based off of our track record of being right on stories, like last night when I told you Landon Marceau would come in the seventh. We're, I'm just going to I'm going to stay there with that one. Uh, I was told when I made some phone calls, um, the board of regents at LSU, who is not in session right now, did not meet. Um, did not meet in reference to Kevin O'Sullivan. I will tell you that. Um, that's what I hear, and that's what I was told. What I can tell you, what I can tell you is this. Um, Kevin O'Sullivan, and I said it last night, so let me say it again. I'm just being very careful with my words here. Kevin O'Sullivan has some serious issues off the field. Serious issues off the field. I gave the analogy last night of what it was like. LSU and everything that LSU is going through, they do not have 
the um they just cannot they cannot uh, really afford to um there's a lot behind this. They can't afford to hire Kevin O'Sullivan, basically point blank. There's things that are going off the field with Kevin O'Sullivan where he's not going to be your next head coach at LSU. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, and this is the track record of Scott Woodward, the the AD of LSU. This is the track record. He normally goes and gets big-name guys and big-name individuals, Kim Mulkey being one, Jimbo Fisher being another. So I'm not worried in the slightest, in the slightest, about who the next head baseball coach at LSU is going to be. What I will tell you is it's not going to be Kevin O'Sullivan, nor should it. And Kevin O'Sullivan may need to be, may need to be careful about, I'm not going to necessarily say his job at Florida, but he better be careful. He better be careful. Um, so that's what I'm going to say about that. That is what I'm going to say about that. Um, we'll see. I'm going to bring the comments on from um, – see, there they go on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to bring some of the comments on on YouTube. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, we are live. Mark says, does lag mean you talk in old kung fu voice? No, it does not. No, it does not. Um on Facebook, Rudy Bruce says the board's next meeting is June 18th. That's why the O-line coach hasn't formally been announced. That is true. The board hasn't met to approve his contract yet. Um, correct. And I know what it's going to be said. You can do things behind the scenes. You can do things off the books and off the record. And I understand that. I completely understand that. But they did not formally meet and or and nor reject what Scott Woodward has done and or said. I'm telling you it did not happen. It did not happen. Um, Scott Woodward has done a lot of things. A lot of things. Um, one thing that we do know is, is that when he wants somebody, he never really he never really gets shut down. And it's very difficult for me to believe the simple fact that Scott Woodward did not do his – guys, if I'm finding shit out, Guys, if I'm hearing from people in Florida, if I'm hearing from multitudes of people who are telling me, abort, 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 you mean to tell me that Scott Woodward didn't do that due diligence? Come on now. Come on. Scott Woodward has been known and has been has shown us that he likes to throw smoke screens. Is this one another one? Let me tell you something, and, and, and look, there are some things that we're running down. Again, Scott Woodward is anything but a conventional guy. He goes and gets the big-name guys. He always has. He always will. He was on the staff when Nick Saban hired LSU. Uh, Chris Peterson to Washington. Uh, Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M. Kim Mulkey to LSU. And now, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's the biggest coaching hire he's ever he's ever had because Jimbo going to A&M is absolutely massive. It's massive. But from a culture perspective, from a guy that's from Baton Rouge, an LSU graduate, a guy that went to Catholic High, this means the world to him because when he was in that administration, when he got Nick Saban, you know what he was doing, right? He was watching Skip Bertman. He was watching Bertman out there doing great things and doing fantastic things. So you mean to tell me he's not going to do what he's do then or do now what they did back then? He absolutely is going to do that. He 100% is going to do that. 
I will confirm to you, Kevin O'Sullivan's not going to be the coach. I've also kind of been hinting over the last two weeks, a deal was never struck, and a deal was not. A deal has never been struck with Kevin O'Sullivan. Smokescreen. Smokescreen. Uh, Richard Bruce on Facebook says, I fully believe, uh, I fully agree, I believe the reports today is BS. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I will tell you that we have been talking about this sentiment for over three weeks or two and a half weeks or whatever, a week ago. No, it's been two weeks since the uh, retirement news or a week, whatever it was, since the rumblings have been happening. So, you know, you guys know how I, uh, I, uh, my weeks can get mixed up. Kevin Russo, guys, we will have the comments on the bottom tomorrow. Kevin Russo asked, what about uh, Tim Tadlock from Texas Tech? I don't think it's going to be him. The names that I would be uh, looking forward to, and there could be, an, again, there could be massive ones down the road. I don't know that. Um, I think that Dan McDonald at Louisville makes sense. I think uh, Godwin at, at ECU makes sense. I think that, um, shoot, uh, Schlossnagel at TCU makes sense. Um, those are some names that I would monitor. But again, all of this stuff with the coaching search, that everything that's been going on with Kevin O'Sullivan, guys, you have to understand, it takes basic um, basic reporting skills. Ba- basic reporting skills. I And I've come on this show and I've said, look, I wouldn't count him out, but I also would never count him in. It's one thing when you get reports from – let me tell you how this works. For And, look, Rudy's probably been in the game. He knows. He's going to be with us in six minutes. When you get something from one side and you get something completely else from the other, it doesn't work like that. You better get multitude of sources from other places before you validate something. And if you don't do that – and, look, early in my career – if I it was if it was somebody I trusted, I would run that Rudy Pooh stuff out there kind of hintingly, and I don't do that anymore. I wouldn't break it or, or say sources. I wouldn't do that. But people like to talk in Louisiana, brother. <laughs> people like to flap them gums. And you better get your sources locked down before you say next coach is hired. You better do it. Brandon Reese says Woodward has to bring in a championship caliber type of coach to replace Paul Maneri. What has he not done? He's done that everywhere he's gone. He's done that everywhere he's gone. What makes this any different? What makes it any different? I mean, there's only a handful of coaches that are out there. Mike Bianco's the other coach that I'm thinking of at Ole Miss. He's got the ties to LSU. Skip Bertman loves him. That just is what it is. That is what it is. Um, <laughs> I know people don't like uh, 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 Mike Bianco, but we'll see. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're not able to bring up the Facebook comments right now. We only have the YouTube and Twitter. Uh, Blaine says on Facebook Live, Sully's coming for you, Blake. He can come for me. What is he going to do? Because he's got so many. Kevin O'Sullivan has made th- idle threats to people before. People in the media, because he thinks he's jacked, he likes to eat his protein bars, he likes doing all this kind of stuff, lifting weights, hiya, hiya, like the rock, clanging and banging. But the one thing that he can't do is he can say one thing about a media member here in Louisiana, and I can tell you how it's going to go down. Hey, brother, this you? You know that old thing on Twitter? You know, people call people out like, hey, is this you? Trust me, I'll do it. 
because we don't I don't have any I don't have no bosses in this thing. This is us. This is the CEO and fanship of LSU. I mean of LSU of AYS. It is. TJ says, hashtag ask Blake, what are the latest list of baseball names? We just talked about that. Guys, I am sorry we can't bring the uh the comments on Facebook up. That's on us. Chase Orgeron, first cousins with the Edster. Comments on Facebook. If Woodward gets any of the top five, LSU will be fine. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that one. No, n- 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 <laughs> completely. All right, couple minutes, three minutes, we'll have Rudy Reyes uh, joining us. Rudy's a great guy, man. Great guy. Lo- I listen to a lot, some of his stuff. Just a great dude. Going to talk some good stuff with him. Uh, I did see, man, he had on uh, Ron Jaworski. Uh, a couple of se- a couple of years ago it was really cool. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Ron Jaworski. Just throwing that out there. The Jaws, the Jaws. Let's get a couple more comments and then we'll we'll get him in here. Clint du- uh, Duplessis on Facebook says, "Can we just have Kim Mulkey coach the men's baseball and women's basketball? She could probably do it. She could probably do it, and then she wouldn't bat an eye. She wouldn't bat an eye. It'd be hilarious." She'd probably get Kramer to do it. Uh, Logan says, Kevin Sullivan can stay his Rudy Poo ass in Gainesville. Well, it looks like he's going to have to. Guys, I, I, let, me, let me throw this out there. Kevin O'Sullivan has been to Omaha seven of the last 11 years. Seven of the last 11 years. Seven of the last 11 years. I told y'all this was going to be a newsy night. I told y'all this was going to be a newsy night. Oh, shit. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to leave that text alone. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I ain't running that one out there like I did last night. I know it came true. I ain't running that one out there. Uh, Adam Contreras sent us 500 stars via Facebook. I appreciate that, my man. Let me Let me say this before we get Rudy in here. The guy's been to Omaha seven of the last 11 years, okay? He's won a national title. He beat LSU to win a national title in 2017. So you have a guy that's had extreme success. You have a guy that's won a national title. Why do you think, why do you think you have people like myself, pretty much the face of don't hire Kevin O'Sullivan, why do you think I'm saying that? Do you think that I hate a national championship winning head coach? Do you think that I would baff and just go crazy if you hired a national championship winning head coach that's in his prime if there's not deep, deep baggage? And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about he shoplifted a Snickers bar off the counter at your local 11, uh, 7-Eleven. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deep, deep inrooted craziness. At some point, it will come out. Last one, we're getting to Rudy. Darren says, Skip also really likes Smoke Laval, so there's that. No thanks to Bianco. Yeah, but then he went and got a higher pulmonary. I mean, so I, I, one bad coach, I'm not going to hold Skip accountable for one bad coach. I mean, look, he, he got him in and out of there. Uh, TJ says, come on, Blake, you can't do that to us. Now you got us all wanting to know what that text was. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Not right now. I'll let you know. All right, let's pay some bills very quickly. You got. You guys got to stay here for Rudy. You got to stay here for Rudy. It's going to be fun.
Don't leave. Don't go anywhere. Don't be Rudy Pooh. <laughs> All right, guys, go check my good friend. He's saving. Look, I got to do a testimony on this. Uh, my guy John Patton's saving people multitudes of money. All uh, just. A whole bunch of money. Had a guy text me today say, hey, Blake, I went over with John Patton. He saved me close to $300 on my mortgage. Just absolutely amazing. If you don't like an extra $300 a month, you're crazy. All right, get over to my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, you're buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, even doing that cash-out refi. The timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage today. Tell him you mentioned the show. Tell him you you spoke with Blake Rafino and that he sent you on by 225-614-1234, 225-614-1234, or get in touch with him at gmfsmortgage slash john.patton. GMFS, they're changing lives. All right, we're bringing our good friend Mr. Rudy Reyes to the show. Rudy, what's happening, my man? What's cracking? Oh, all kinds of good stuff. People are loading with the comments on the right-hand side. I'm looking right at them. Just uh, yeah. you know, hanging out, looking at sports every single day. The Twitter timeline's always busy. I know yours is blowing up right now. So, <laughs> Rudy, um, we're, we're getting in arguments with, with people in Knoxville. You know, it, it, it's just going nuts. And, and, and I got to bring you on. Great guy. And I know we got everybody on Facebook that's getting on me because the comments aren't on there. I'm Guys, I'm very sorry. But, Rudy, let's start off here, man. Nick Saban signed a contract. The SEC football is always king. But there's a lot of people talking that the SEC might be wide open this year in football. If you had to kind of talk about it, if you if you had to pick today who you think could come out of the SEC, who is Rudy picking? You know, I always look at, at Nick Saban. I always look at his championship moniker and the types of things that he's brought to Bama. But don't forget, Ed Orgeron has done this wherever he's went to create a successful program. It doesn't, it's not going to surprise me a whole lot to see LSU, you know, take it back all the way to the house this season, especially against Nick Saban. New contract or not, it's the same old Nick Saban. So I, I think the one-two punch in the SEC will be between, and I'm not going to put any of these other teams out of the equation because, again, we're talking about a 0-0 season with 100% chance that every single one of these teams could be in. But look at this from this perspective. When you look at Nick Saban, the amount of championships that he's had and the uphill battle that Ed Orgeron has been able to kind of put under the radar, so to speak, in order to get this LSU program exactly where it needs to be, I think they're on to something, and they're certainly going to uh, have their work cut out for them, uh, even without the boroughs of the world, even without the you know star, the five-star recruits are doing it with threes and fours. And Ed Orgeron knows what he's doing in regards to drafting. These, these young men who know what's going on, they, he understands their role, and eventually LSU will be the, the Bama in the SEC. It's just a matter of time. But I got to take LSU in this in a very slim margin, of course, that one for the regular season to, to point forward in that direction. Uh, anybody has any questions? Yeah, that's a good one. If you have a question, hit us up. <laughs> Absolutely. Well look, well, look, Rudy, that's, that's a big statement, and you've talked about Ed and the success. Last year was a down year, but it was a COVID year. You kind of feel like you, it, it, from talking to you, it feels like you have a lot of confidence in Ed in this LSU team. From a national perspective, it feels like you have that energy that, that LSU could come come in here again and knock uh, Alabama off and, and possibly win the SEC West in this recruiting. But from a national perspective, talking about Ed 
do you love watching him and, and, and what he's growing up immense last year and 2019 for kind of a guy that's been an underdog his entire life did you like seeing the underdog finally win once you know i'll be honest with you i've always been the underdog so whenever i see an underdog become the one that's <laughs> holding it uh, on top of the hill when it's all said and done when all the teams have, have played and lost to, to teams like bama teams like lsu to other teams auburn i mean you, you have the likelihood of watching this this underdog and guys like Ed Ordron with the mentality to be a winner uh, to the next level. So I always love the underdog story because I myself was the underdog when I started broadcasting 40 years of age. So if Ed Ordron can do it, I guess I can too. Absolutely. And I love the underdog story. And I, it's always something that fans and people can – can, can resonate with right Rudy and I think that that's what what people like about him so much now I, I I gotta ask you this the the college football playoff looks like it's about to be expanding to 12 games and I know that we I didn't tell you that we were going to talk about this but I know this is something that's kind of breaking today Rudy I don't know how much I'm in for a playoff expansion because I think it kind of dilutes the regular season. For example, if, if Alabama or LSU lose to one another in the regular season, does it really matter? When it comes to a playoff expansion, are you for it, or are you kind of a little leery about that uh, uh, that playoff expansion? Well, to be honest with you, when you look at any playoff expansion, you talk about the NFL and their additional games. Now there's 17 games, and you're taking two of those preseason games out of the equation, you're only going to have two. So when it comes to college football – there's a lot of goods, and I think the goods outweigh the bads. When you look at the amount of exposure these young men will get on all the televised networks from ESPN um, on through to locality as far as local TV programming, things of that nature, and since I work for a CBS affiliate, um, we're, we're going to be all over this. Uh, of course, right. in the COVID year, it didn't really happen that way, and they weren't even thinking about an expansion, but I think this gives other teams like it does in the NFL the opportunity to compete at an even higher level with more exposure and these guys that have been in the shadows for so long, you think of an NBA bench as well. The guys, well, he's just garbage minutes. Not necessarily is shining up the resume to get to the next level. And I think that when you look at it from that perspective, these guys could really play at the next level. They're going to have to show it on those extra games with if the expansion comes to fruition. Rudy, I got to ask you this, because, and I agree with you. Like, I, I, I full-heartedly agree with you. You know, for an example – when you have no, when you have four seeds getting absolutely blown out, I mean, what is Cincinnati who who lost to Georgia when half their team is gone? What does that prove to me? Like they're just going to play Alabama or LSU or Clemson of all those years and get absolutely just skull drug. So I don't know if it, you know, I get the money angle and I I get all that, but is it about money or is it about better football? And and so that's the question that I always ask uh, about that. What do, when I say that, what do you think? I think that there's always have to be better football. And of course, there's always going to be more exposure. So if one complements the other, you got yourself a winning combination. If one is going to take away from the other, you're going to have something that needs to be flushed down the toilet, be start all over again, just like during uh, last year's Major League Baseball season. It was short. It was sweet. You had a runner at second uh, installed into the game. I think it's more about quality than it is quantity. And again, it goes back to if one complements the other, you have yourself a winning a winning formula, and it's going to actually work in the long term. Will it work in the long term? If for some reason the NCAA sees this as being a benefit for the players, the teams, the networks, not quite sure if it's a money grab yet because that has yet to be determined. However, if they go through and follow those motions to follow that expansion, 
Is it going to be for the benefit of the players or more so for the benefit of the pocketbooks? That remains to be seen. And that's always always subjective regardless of who you are or, or, or where you stand on the issue. I think if quality football outshines a monetary component of the overall large picture of this, I don't think anybody's going to lose. As a matter of fact, because players can now have their actions, their moves be paid for on games from EA Sports, NCAA, you know, 21 is going to come out if it isn't already or in the works to come out or 22 for that matter. Um, you're going to see a lot more of a draw towards the quality of play, the quality of sportsmanship, the quality of football should always, and always when I say this, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, quality from coaches, quality from drafting, quality from the players, and quality overall because at the end of the game, when you look at Cincinnati, how they blew out Georgia, just because half their team is gone, those kids that are getting the opportunity to get on the field are the ones <laughs> that deserve to be there, not because they're just bodies there, but because they're the highest skilled players outside of the starters that either said, you know what, I'm good, I don't want to get COVID, I want to sit out for this part of the season. I think it's really that much better and that much more coherent for the NCAA system to say, you know what, it works for the players. If it works for the players, then it should work for us. Unfortunately, the reality is not the case, and the NCAA can be a money grab if you're into that kind of thing. Rudy, the interesting part that you brought up there is when we talk about the money, we talk about name, image, and likeness. I'm for it as next player. Uh, I mean, when you have coaches making over $9 million a year, Nick Saban will be the first coach to make over $10 million, uh, not this year but next. I mean, it's starting to get a little bit ridiculous when it comes to stuff like that. Um, I, I, I do have to ask you – I do have to kind of point this out, and I, I don't want to put you in, in, in a bad spotlight. Or, or, or get you the wrong thing, but CBS had the SEC deal, and it looks like it's going over to ESPN. By the way, I'm going to miss the jingle. Bah, 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 bah. I'm going to miss the jingle. But doesn't, Rudy, that show what these uh, programs and Disney and all these people are trying to do, and, and, and they might be the money people behind this to expand it? Because, look, they're making large amounts of money behind this, and why it just feels like that's the reason why this is being pushed so much from ESPN and everybody else is because of the fact that they're making so much money. I, again, don't want to put you in a tough, tough spot, but do you, do you agree along those lines with that? You know, I, I really look at this as being a move where, again, talking about quality, putting that in the forefront, in the mindset, and leaving money to be at secondary because it's going to be there. The money's going to be there. Right. The talent may not always be there. Don't forget there are Hall of Famers that were written off because they had a bad combine, not because they didn't know how to play football, but because they had a bad combine. And quite a few people, uh, including guys <laughs> like Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, uh, Dan Marino, uh, just uh, Warren Moon, all of these guys had horrible combines, yet came through in the clutch, and they're multiple Super Bowl champions. So when it when it comes to what's missing and what's not missing, we're going to have to find out what that will look like and where, where the ugly face decides to show up in regards to the football season. Uh, will the money necessarily be there? I think it will always be there, regardless of what conference you play in, whether it's Pac-12, whether it's the SEC or any other uh, – college conference within the NCAA system, I don't think it's really going to matter. Um, as far as from a monetary standpoint, yes, yeah, CBS is, is, has their hands in everything. I mean, look at look at what the NFL did. They, they added contracts till uh, 20, what is it, 2032 or something like that for all the major networks. Right. So it's not as if this is anything new, and it's not as if this is anything old. This is business 
is business. The, the NBA is deciding to possibly alter their game plans as well right. moving I forward. That. Right. Right. So because that's that's due to losing all that money they otherwise would have made during the regular season. Um, so, again, from from a CBS standpoint, I can't speak to that in regards to uh, what their thought process was and why they lost out on it. But at the end of the day um, and, and to your point, Ryan Thibodeau, uh, there, there's more money in TV from different from different dimensions because and I'm going to touch on this for half a second. because This is what I do. This is my field house. So we're all visual people. We look at something on television, it's very impactful, but it's about the message that's being sent. The message is not being sent and misconstrued and, and obviously one of those very easily gray area type of messages that are sent out there, we can get lost and that message could get lost in translation. Absolutely. As far as the money in TV, the money in TV is always going to be there, but don't forget there are other mediums as well. There's radio, there's uh, Hulu, Right. There's OTT. There are all these other businesses. So television itself is still the main competitor and may always be the main competitor to everybody else offering these services, including Cumulus and iHeart and all these other mediums that post and put these things out there. Television will still be king regardless at the end of the day. So if the NCAA puts out a great product, TV will, will, will be more interested. I mean, good luck trying to watch an NFL game on Hulu. I mean, that's <laughs> right. not going to happen. That's not going to happen anytime soon because now you're alienating 80 to 70, 80 to 85 percent of the market. Otherwise, that would be watching television. Well, and it's funny. You got guys like Jeff Bezos buying Justin TV, which now is Twitch, and they're trying to stream games on Twitch. And then, you know, like they're all trying to get into it. And I mean, and the big competitors are winning. It's why, I mean, look, talking to some of these guys, sometimes it feels like they're the real. You know, the real, you know, people talk about people, the wolves of Wall Street. I feel like they're the real wolves sometimes, but that's never, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Rudy, I got to ask you this couple more questions. Guys, you can go catch my man over his website. We'll let you tell him every, or let Rudy tell you everywhere you can catch all of his great stuff. Rudy, when we when we talk about the playoff, we talk about different things in college football, name, image, and likeness. We kind of mentioned it. I want to talk about that. Um, I'm for it. Um, I'm interested to hear what you think about it. I think it's kind of time, kind of past due. Oh, well, kids should should stick it out and kids should do this. Well, then let them sign four-year scholarships for all four years of their, of their tenure, not just one-year deals like I had to sign. What do you feel about name, image, and likeness? And if you had the, the, the vote, if you had to say about everything, what would you do with name, image, and likeness? You know, name, image, and likeness is actually a really key component. And that really has a – that that has a – what they say, a, a kung fu grip over this system, in the NCAA especially. And here's why. Name, image, and likeness has been used for decades, decades and decades upon decades since American sports were televised on television. Now, with that, I'm all for it because that does that does a myriad of things. First of all, it allows the players some type of monetary compensation from you using name, image, and, and likeness. What it also does, and this is where the, the hairs kind of get split because that money should go directly to the tuition of that particular student, no monetary exchange. That's my concept. The third part of that is, is if for some reason that money is not used, allocated to offset their educational value while they're in college, regardless of what NCAA one or two or three or NAIA or any other college system, if it's not used in that way, where is that money going? Is it going to the athletic department? Is it going to the, the player's pocketbook? If they're not financial, 
sophomores and seniors in college and you give them that kind of money, that's, that's relatively irresponsible. So you have to walk that fine line in that gray area in regards to where that money's going to go. And fourth, and, and I think when you look at the fourth component of this is you have to educate these guys. These guys that are coming out of college, your four-star, your five-star, your Joe Burrows of the world, um, your, your Lamar Jackson. Trevor of Lawrence the world. is right. These I'll... guys coming out of college. Lamar Jackson didn't even have a shot. People wanted him to be drafted as a wide receiver. <laughs> How stupid. How <laughs> absolutely Rudy Poo. God, so dumb. So dumb. Right. So, so the name, image, and likeness component of that will always be viable. Mm-hmm. However, if the kids don't become informed based on the responsibility given to them and they blow all that money because there could be, you know, depending on how good they are, that should not necessarily uh, state that they should be getting less money because their performance is down. However, I think they should be gauged uh, and their performance should be gauged and put on a monetary scale saying, well, you know, you have five or more touchdowns, uh, 200 plus more receiving yards in any given game, the performance meter rises in turn, you should get a little bit more piece of that pie. And if you're an offensive lineman and you you handle five pancake blocks and um, you take a Hell guy yeah. out of the entire part of the play um, and you do it consistently at the line, you should also get a piece of that pie and a larger portion of somebody who just allow who takes the the low road and gets penalized because he's performing a chop block, right? So. Uh, I guess it should be a, a performance-based situation and conversation for these guys to have. Um, so name, image, and likeness is always going to be key moving forward in the NCAA. Question is, is how much does the NCAA make in regards to name, image, and likeness? Is it Bingo. money from the game? Is it money from the players? Is it money from the colleges? Or is it money from all the above? That remains to be seen, and it's going to be interesting to see this play out. I can only imagine, Rudy, I can only imagine – an offensive lineman being sponsored by IHOP because he gets so many pancakes. And he walks around with a huge plate of pancakes saying, not only do I do this on the field, I also like IHOP. You know, I, I, I'm just ready to see some craziness like that. Rudy, you've been absolutely fantastic, my friend. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. We'll have, we're going to bring you on again soon. Tell them everywhere Thank they you. can find all your stuff, my friend. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much. I can go on talking about football for hours. My first podcast <laughs> – my first podcast lasted for three hours, so I get it. I totally understand <laughs> how that works out, believe me. But everybody can go to therudedogshow.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter because I really like to uh, interact with people there at Rude Dog Reyes. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm found everywhere that books are, are not sold. Um, so find me there. Uh, if you go to therudedogshow.com, uh, like it, love it, share it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that and your, and your questions. Uh, there's one thing I want to touch on, and this Brandon Reese had commented in regards to the Big 12 for half a minute, if you will. Yeah, um, go ahead. That, that TV deal is going to expire, and I think that's probably the best benefit for the Big 12 for many reasons. But I think one of those reasons is, is that you need to reevaluate your contracts annually, not every three years, not every right. four years. Don't allow the NCAA to lock you in that long. That should be an annual uh, configuration. Um and I think that if that does happen and there is some realignment within the SEC and it does expand as, we, as, as we're all predicting here at this point, um, it's kind of hard to know if there are any teams are going to be added from the Big 12 to the SEC. That remains to be seen. Um, I, I think that if that's going to happen, you get the teams, you get one team that's, let's say, 500 and one team that had a winning record the last 
three or four seasons. That way it provides some type of parallel competitiveness within the SEC. A&M and, and Missouri. Power in the Big 12. A&M and Missouri in football. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what happened. I agree with you there. My friend, you've been fantastic. We'll bring you on again soon. I promise we'll talk soon. It was good talking to you, my brother. We'll talk you to you again. Yeah, have a good Thank night, Rudy. So Thanks, that is Rudy Ray- Awesome, brother. Well, that is Rudy Reyes. Great guy. Great guy. Great interview. Uh, I am monitoring the comments. Um, I am monitoring the comments. We can't see them on our side. We can't bring them up on screen. The ones that are on Facebook. Uh, we will get into some ba- more baseball talk. There was some stuff that was going on uh, during the uh, during Rudy's interview. So I'm kind of trying to play catch up. I need a producer. I need a producer. I 100% need a producer. Uh, that That is for sure. That is for sure. But Rudy is such a great guy. Fantastic dude. You guys got to catch him out on all of his stuff. Fantastic guy. Um, let's do this. I'm going to get to very, 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 very quick break. Very quick break. And then we'll continue and pick up on some of this uh, uh, football, to our base, football and baseball talk uh, as well. But, guys, you got to go see my good friends over at Drake Williams Law Firm. And Mr. Rochi Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Guys, I can't tell you how great that Rudy, Rudy, Richie Roche has been and his company has been over at Roche's Lawn and Land. 225 937 7220. I just can't I can't emphasize enough how great they've been. If you want the best looking yard in your neighborhood, get over to Richie Roche and give him a call at 225 937 7220. That's 225 937 7220 for that best looking yard in your neighborhood. And our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, 985 386 7600. That's 985 386 7600. Or go see him over at drakewilliamslawfirm.com. That's drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Okay. Guys, I, I'm pretty sure, I am pretty confident that the late night last night has got me a little bum-fuzzled and, and working behind the scenes to get all this stuff working with uh, on the stream. Dude, it's just been something else. Uh, Steven, go Tigers Hernandez. Send us 100 stars on Facebook. I appreciate that, my good friend. I appreciate you doing that. That always helps us go along way uh jason van uh jason on facebook live says thanks man good interview it was a good interview it was a fantastic interview and i think as this college football playoff expansion talk continues i look i'll just tell you my piece on it i am not for college playoff expansion Cincinnati going up against Alabama or going up against lsu in 2019 will do nothing will do nothing they will get their asses beat. G- number five Georgia lost in nineteen, lost to South Carolina, and then they lost to um, uh, to LSU. And the, why? What do you need from them that you that the, that the regular season's not already telling you? So a Georgia team would be number five getting into a playoff for what? For what? You have the conference champion that's already in there. Yeah, you might every now and then have your seasons that you have some outliers. Number four, Alabama. But Alabama's a different cause and a different case that goes in there and wins it. Ohio State uh, get doesn't win their conference, but they get in. Because uh, Penn State has two losses, a horrendous loss to, uh, to Pittsburgh, losing to Pitt. 
They go on to win a national title. That's what people lean their hats on. But nine times out of ten, when you have teams like Washington, when you have teams like uh, Oklahoma constantly getting their skulls drug, constantly getting their skulls drug, what does that really do? The regular season tells me everything that I have to know. This is not participation trophy uh, 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 university over here that we're trying to run. It's not. Expand the playoff for what? Because of more money. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. There's no other question about that. So college football uh, uh, in an expansion, you know, and it's funny to me. There's so many people that's out there wanting the playoff expansion, but is absolutely bitching about name, image, and likeness, and for what? Come on, man. Um, Brody says, I love the show, by the way. I just started listening. Thank you, Brody. We always love new listeners. We only do ask you one question, is to hit that like and share and subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate all of those who follow us, subscribe, share, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Joseph Fuller. See, I'm trying to bring the comment up on on here, um, but I can't. Joseph says, top two SEC teams belong in the 14 playoff. I don't – see, I don't really necessarily agree with that. I don't agree with that because Oklahoma in 19, for an example, I think would have beaten Georgia. And even if they wouldn't have beaten Georgia, the following week, the past or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we saw LSU skull drug Georgia. What do I need to know about number one LSU playing number two or number four Georgia? I come on, come on, you, guys. You would have teams like Florida. You would have teams like Florida from last year getting in the playoff. Why do they need to be in a playoff? What is there anything to do with them being in a playoff for? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They got beat by LSU. They got beat by Alabama, and they lost their bowl game. Three straight losses. But you know what? Let's get that team in the playoff. Everybody says, well, what about the NFL? This isn't the NFL. There's 32 teams in the NFL. There's 130 teams in college football. 130 and over and close to 60% of them that get drafted come from one conference. Over 60% come from one conference or close damn near to it. But we're saying expand it. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, Chase Orgeron says, I've always said that if the FCS can do 16 teams – the FBS can do eight, but the but here's the thing about the FCS and something Chase that we should we should take from the FCS. It's still chalky. The top teams and the top four and sometimes six, just depending. Normally, it's never six. The top four teams are normally in the bot in the top four. Go look at its history. North Dakota State's not losing. The top two seeds normally get in there anyway. And they actually don't do 16. They do 32. And the 32 seeds never being number one. or And they, they, yeah, yeah, they did go 16. But I'm just saying. I just don't know what I have to learn 
or what uh, other than there just being another game, the eight playing number one. And the same people that talk about expansion historically, historically are the same people that says safety for the kids, that it's not safety for kids. It's not safety for kids at that point. It's just not. People want to do six teams. If you want to do six teams, that would be the max. That would be the max. You can't go eight. You can't go eight, in my opinion. But that's just me. All right, guys, we're going to call it a night. We got a uh, bigger show, a big show to set tomorrow. Baseball talk, again, as we mentioned earlier in the show, if you're just joining us, Kevin O'Sullivan's not going to be the next head coach at LSU um, unless something crazy happens. But I still, I mean, Kevin O'Sullivan would have to be the only coach on the face of the planet, I believe, at this point, for him to be the next head coach at LSU. He better be be careful of what is going on at – at Florida at this current moment. Uh, so I, Kevin O'Sullivan's out. Again, I can tell you that there was no deal that was ever agreed upon from people that I talked to, from people that I talked to, that Kevin O'Sullivan was ever named the head coach or going to be named the head coach um, of, L- of LSU. There will be some names that we will talk about, Bianco, McDonald, Schlossnagel, and I, I do feel in my gut, let, so everybody that's watching us, 55 on Facebook, 35 elsewhere, and 12 elsewhere. I don't, I can't do the math that quick. For everybody listening to us and everybody listening to us on the podcast uh, to, to right now, tonight, look at the history of Scott Woodward. He's always brought in big names. I think he'll do it again. I think he'll do it again. All right, guys, we will see you all tomorrow. You guys have a good night. We'll fix the comments, though. We'll fix the comments. It's just been a weird, a weird, wacky week when it comes to our stream. We'll get it fixed. You guys have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.